morning and welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, this Sunday, September 12th. We are so glad you have decided to join us for worship, whether you are joining us in person with Mass on or online from a remote location. We know and we trust that God's Spirit will touch and will nurture you this Sunday. Be blessed and be well. A couple quick reminders of opportunities for ministry before us. Our monthly MANA food drive is happening today, parking lot at 3 o'clock. Our Social Concerns book study starts uh, tomorrow, uh, Monday the 13th at 7 p.m. Uh, check online for what that Zoom link is to connect to that class. Next Sunday, we're having an ice cream social. Well, God bless the Education Committee. We'll all enjoy that. There's a motivation to risk your life and come back to church. Ice cream. <laughs> Just be sure to wear your mask between, your, between the bites of ice cream. But boy, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, Education Committee and, uh, and Pastor Rachel for that. Blood drive on the 16th. Get that on your calendar and, and sign up, please, if you can. As we emerge further from the pandemic, we are clearly presented with an opportunity to shape our lives in, in new and in fresh ways. The breaks in the patterns of life have given us a reset opportunity, an opportunity for setting a course for a better life for ourselves, our families, our church, and our community. We want all among us to feel this freedom and to hear this invitation to set a course for an improved life. It comes from God's Spirit with the encouragement of our congregation. The opportunity for new beginnings and different outcomes are ours. Let's make the most of it for the better. All right then, let us center ourselves in preparation for worship. call to worship as presented on the screen for you. Life is a journey. Sometimes it's hard, though, with all of the twists and turns, obstacles and rough places, and frankly, all of the noise of modern life. When we feel dried out or weary, God breathes new life into us. Let us remain seated as we join together in singing, Be Thou My Vision.
let us pray. Holy God, be with us in this time of worship, that we might open our hearts and minds to your holy word, and that being nurtured and inspired by it, we would be led into truer discipleship and greater faithfulness this day and hereafter. We pray this in your Son's holy name. Amen. Good morning. This is the time in our worship service where I'm talking to the children of our church, whether you be here with us physically or if you're at home. Today, I want to talk to you about animals, how God created animals and placed animals in our lives. How many that are here, kids and adults alike, have pets at home? All right, I see some hands up. How many people would say that their pets make their lives better? All right, I like to see that too. If you feel otherwise, come talk to me after worship. <laughs> I am so thankful that as God was going through creation and thinking about what our world needed, God thought about all of the animals we needed, from our pets that we have at home, whether they're fish or cats, or snakes, or dogs. There is one member of our church that has the cutest husky in the world that's a little puppy. Well, getting to be a bigger puppy now. But I love to watch this puppy grow on Facebook because it's so cute. But God didn't just make pets. God made the big elephants and the giraffes with the long necks. And it's amazing to me that God had so much creativity in making these animals. And it reminds us that we are invited to be creative too. We are invited to be co-creators with God, using our imagination to see how we might continue to build the world that God wants us to have. So as you think about your pets and the love that you have, I want you to remember that God loves you. And remember that God created all of the animals and invites you to be creative in your thinking as well. Will you guys join me in a time of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow and yesterday. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for creating animals to remember that we are loved and invited to be creative. Inspire us today. Amen. All right, those of you that are here, go ahead and head off with Miss Pam to Sunday school. When I planted uh, pumpkins in our yard, I didn't know that I was starting a feeding station for the local squirrels. Uh, thank, but thank you, God, for the squirrels. Right, I, I was just thinking, I, I've got some pet squirrels now. 
at, at my house. Uh, all of with God's good creation. What an interesting thing this world is. Well, recently we had a, a change in our church leadership and elected a new church council chairperson and three new lay leaders. It's a very exciting time of transitioning into uh, the uncertainty and the promise of our future. A few weeks ago, uh, we met Greg Stewart, who is the new chairperson of our, our church council, and we gave him the opportunity to introduce himself and to say a little bit about his hopes for the church. And now in this month of September, we're going to be meeting our, our three new lay leaders. And today we have Cree Jackson-Lewis to tell us a little bit about herself and to uh, give us a sense of her hopes for our congregation. So if she can make her way up here with her mic and all of that, uh, we look forward to hearing from her. Cree. <laughs> My dear. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It is so lovely to see you, but it is torturous because I'm a hugger and <laughs> and I can't hug anybody but please know that if I could I'd be giving everyone a huge huge big hug and saying I'm so glad that you're here and God bless you for being here and bless you for being a member of our church and for surviving these very very difficult times so I am um, a newly elected lay leader and even though um, I'm normally known as Lois's daughter <laughs> um, and Jackson's mother uh, and Faith and Carson's mother as well and Preston's wife, but I'm also uh, an attorney, a state planning attorney and a philanthropic consultant. And I felt really blessed to be called to uh, work as a lay leader for the UMCWV Memorial Foundation. And so the Memorial Foundation is here to help UMCWV accomplish its mission along with helping our members do their state planning and provide for the work of Christ that UMCWV does. And so we'll be talking to you all and doing a lot more, um, I guess you could call it marketing, but really making sure that everyone is aware of what the foundation can do in terms of uh, supporting our church but also ensuring that we're connecting our members with ways to do their estate planning, to get your affairs in order to provide for stream of income, to provide for uh, you to uh, engage in your philanthropic journey, support the missions of the church, while also supporting your goals for our church for, and for your family. And so that's one of the ways that I'll be uh, working with the church this year. So thank you so much. And you will be hearing a lot more from us soon. Thank you. Oh, Lord, hear my 
as we have asked God to hear our prayers at this time, let us go to God with our prayers. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the ways in which your spirit flows around us, uniting us and bringing us together, whether we are physically in one place or connected by the world wide web. We celebrate the ways in which your spirit weaves all of us into the tapestry known as your kingdom, working to build your community. At different points in our life, Lord, we are full of energy, excited for what is to come, celebrating fresh starts, choir back present with us, the bell choir ringing for us, lay leaders that are excited about the ministry of the church, giving us passion and inspiration. We thank you for those that have served in the past and those that are serving now and the ways in which they have faithfully followed your guidance in their lives. Lord, we also recognize, though, that there's sometimes that we feel dried out, weary, and tired. This pandemic has been long, Lord, but we recognize that we are changed, and hopefully we can as we grieve the things that we've lost, we can also see the ways in which you have bolstered us for the life to come. Come and breathe new life into those of us that are weary, who feel like we are dried out, and give us that energy and excitement for all that is ahead of us. Allow us to see the ways that you are inviting us and guiding us to set course for a better life, seeking you, listening to you, allowing you to be the one that really plots the journey for us. As a faith community, we lift up the prayers of those within our congregation and those connected to us who we know are grieving and suffering at this time. We know of a fire nearby, Lord, up in the Santa Clarita Castaic area. We ask you to keep those that are impacted by this fire safe be with the first responders and those that are working to extinguish the fire at this time. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for the Blassingame family as the decision has been made for Steve to be discharged from the hospital tomorrow to head home for hospice care. Be with the Blassing Games, Mihoko, Matt, and Josh, as they spend this precious time with Steve and find ways to, to walk this journey at this time. We know that Matt and Josh's birthday is coming up in this next week, and we will ask you to be present to them as they find this balance between grief and celebration. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We hold Gwen Smith in our prayers as she is mourning the recent death of her son, Hal. Be with Gwen that she knows your presence and she knows that you are offering her comfort. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, we lift up prayers for the friends and family of Scott Broman, who is a childhood friend of Pastor Walt, as they grieve his death this past week. Be with the Broman family. Let them know your presence in their lives. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And, Lord, we lift up prayers for um, a friend of Janelle Saunders who passed away this morning, Lisa Jacks. Be with her family. Offer them comfort and offer them support at this time. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. 
We lift up prayers with the Allen family for Rachel Tierney, who has been struggling with dizziness issues since her surgery for her broken hip, which is inhibiting her ability to rehab and recover. Be with her, be with her doctors, help them discern how to treat her well. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we know that we don't just come to you with heaviness on our hearts, but with celebrations as well. We celebrate with Kathy and Ken Drake as they await becoming grandparents for the first time this winter. Be with them as they wait and anticipate. Be with Jordan and his wife as they prepare for this new life in their midst. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, you know the prayers that are on our hearts this day, and we ask you to be with each and every one of us as we take this moment of silence to lift those prayers up to you. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Gracious God, be with us in our healing. Give us comfort where we need it. Give us guidance. Give us wisdom. Inspire us to speak your truth and to be your witness in the world. Give us confidence to know that you have breathed new life into us and are inviting us to truly be your kingdom here on earth. We pray all of this saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
anxiety about whether we'd be able to distinguish the words you were singing behind your face mask. Um, I thought we could. You sounded great. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the effort and know that it's, uh, it's worthwhile what you are doing for us. I recently heard an interesting, uh, yeah, heard an interesting interview with, uh, with Matt Damon. I think it was, uh, I think it was recently done, though he was reflecting upon earlier years in his life. He was recognizing that many people have unhealthy aspirations for their lives, goals that do not really satisfy that inner true self, and then, regrettably, discover this truth later in their life, once they have wasted much of their life going after these false goals. He gained this insight from his own experiences. He was stating about how he was glad he got his Oscar early in life. Do you remember Goodwill Hunting? That was what did it for him. And he was a pretty young, young adult at the time when that happened. So he had time to rebound from the then-learned hard truth that came with it. Uh, a devastating truth, he said, of which many actors were not aware. Namely, that winning an Oscar was not the end-all to be-all of an uh, actor's life. It wasn't the path to life abundant, to true happiness, nor for a complete and fulfilling life. He said his early-in-life Oscar brought with it that awakening, which he hoped other actors might learn before they spent a lifetime chasing after something that doesn't fill the inner void of life. Now, that could apply to a lot of us in a lot of different life circumstances. And if you're pursuing an illusion in life, it's best to get that cleared up earlier in life rather than later so that you can get on the, the right track. The Oscar will not make your life meaningful. Uh, becoming a CEO will not make your life worthwhile in itself. Becoming the most popular kid at school will not make the rest of your life a blessing. That kind of personal wellness that we really want in life where our inner true self aligns with our outward reality, well, that comes from aspirations through different channels. 
Now, in our religious language, these false goals or, or aspirations are called idols. And they do not substitute well for the real thing. They do not deliver what they promise. Instead, only emptiness and heartache result. So think about it. Think about it. Where lies real meaning and purpose in life? How does one embrace their real identity and express their, their true self? What satisfies the, the hunger and the thirst of your soul? And how might all of these changes and developments that occur over the stages of life affect our sense of our true self and how best it is expressed? Too many people go through life misaligned or unfulfilled or resigned. Those zombie films so popular in the recent decades become all too real as metaphor for our life experience. Yet, you know, we are not supposed to be the walking dead. There's more to life, real life, than that. We have a marvelous scripture for us today, God's word coming to us through the prophet Ezekiel. It's a powerful image with striking words. The Hebrew people are, are feeling abandoned and forlorn. They're feeling that all was lost and that there is no future for them. Feeling like, well, they were as good as dead. We can connect with their feelings. Many folk were feeling like this during the height of the pandemic. What kind of life is this, we said to ourselves. This is as if we're already dead. I'm feeling as if I'm dead. It's been a valley of dry bones for us. And sometimes, regardless of the outside circumstances of our lives, we sense there is no future for us. Every which way we turn seems to be a dead end. Some of us felt that way before the pandemic. Some of us have been living in this zombie land for a while. We throw up our hands in despair, sensing that all is lost. Like the Israelites, we can feel all our hope is gone. Our bones are dried out. We're completely cut off from the land of the living, from the wellspring of hope. 
Well, let's hear our scripture for this morning, our scripture reading for today. Karee is going to share it with us. Thank you, Pastor Walt. Our scripture reading today is from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 5 and 11 through 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many laying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, mortal, can these bones live? I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O oh my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. I will place you on your own soil, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. As God spoke through Ezekiel to those forlorn Israelites, God speaks also to each one of us. Listen up. Take these words to heart. God is speaking to us through Ezekiel. I will open your graves and free you from the chains of death. Listen up. I will put my spirit within you and you will live. Listen up. I will bring you back. Renew your lives. I will have you thrive. Listen. Up. We want a life that is alive, not zombie-like. Not parched, 
not useless. As Thoreau said, the the mass of men live lives of quiet desperation. And again, answering his own worry about life's opportunities missed, he wrote, when it's time to die, let us not discover that we have never lived. Now, for Thoreau, that meant going out in the woods, around Walden Pond, taking advantage of his good friend Emerson and his wife to wash his clothes, his mom to do some of his cooking for him, all that hold aside. But he went out into the woods. He went out in the woods to get back with nature, to get his head straight with the real source of his being. Back to the basics of unencumbered, simple life where the truth of life can be heard, experienced, and encountered. Now, what does that mean to you? You don't want to go to Walden Pond now. It's not quite what it was when Henry David was there. But is there something inside of you like Thoreau, like Ezekiel, that you need to listen to and respond. What does it mean to you, this message from God today? What should you do before you die so that you know that you've lived? Now, it is not a bucket list, my friends, It is not that. For all the fun of that movie and all the temptation to collect those kind of uh, exciting experiences into your life, we're not talking about bucket lists. Rather, we are talking about getting down to the real basic heart of the matter of life. We need a vision We need a vision of our true selves. We need a determination to live into that true self. And we need a gathering or a developing of resources to help make that happen. Sooner, sooner than later. Our sermon series this fall is going to explore these kind of things and challenge us to take up the invitation of God to find our way into a resurrected life, a true life of the true self, transparent and active in our lives, regardless of what's going on around us, pandemic, mass, or whatever it is. So today I want to stress to you that this is indeed God's will for you, God's intention for you. Don't stay out in the valley of dry bones, disconnected, feeling dead. 
Don't be headed down a, a dead-end direction in your life or often one that will keep you lost or perhaps even get you more lost. Be a Lazarus. Hear the voice of God calling out to you to come out of your tomb and live. Be those guys on the road to Emmaus and gain a vision through your encounter with Christ Jesus of a better way for you and your life. Now, Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And, th and that applies to us collectively as a movement of faith. That's what that was really aiming at. It applies to us as a church. It applies to us as a people, as a person. We need to have a vision of our better selves. Most people respond to the question of what they want most in life with the answer, really unsurprisingly, love. They want love in their life. They want to feel it. They want to give it. It's worth, it's beyond precious. They want love, they want meaning, they want purpose. They'll go along with a nice car and a good house and a sense of um, a lot of other pleasant things in life. But Viktor Frankl and so many of the religiously minded or psychologically astute observant observationists of ourselves, they note that it is love, it is meaning, it is purpose. And if we have that, if we have memory of that, we have experience of that, we have way forward with that, we can last through most anything. Horrors that humans bring upon one another or horrors that we allow for ourselves. Love, purpose, meaning. And it is my sense that we move towards these great human goals. We move towards them well when we attend as best we can to our body, to our minds, to our emotions, to our uh, relationships to our spiritual well-being. We attend to those in healthy, constructive, positive ways. Each aspect of those five are distinct. They're all distinct, and they're identifiable. You can, you can kind of look at your relationships, right? And then you can pivot and say, well, that's not exactly my body, is it? Those are a little different than me, and that's not really just my emotions, but those relationships, they affect my emotions. They're colored and understood by my mind. They affect my body. 
they're somehow grounded in my spiritual sensibilities. They all are distinct, yet they all are interrelated. They're connected in the wholeness of, of who we are as people. And seeking that wholeness in our life is an apt way to identify this goal that I'm talking about of setting a course for a better life. It has to do with those five aspects of who we are as they're all bundled together and they find expression through who you are, the distinct person God has made you to be. So when we here at church speak of setting a course for a, a better life, it is this that we are meaning because such a life is God's intention for you. And such a life reflects the divine purpose and beauty in life for you. Let this goal of making friends with and living out your true inner self be experienced through and expressed through a wholeness of your body, of your mind, of your emotions, of your relationships, of your, of your spirituality. Set the course of your life for this better way. As Wesley called it, this more excellent way and know that we are here to help you on this journey amen As we set course for a better life, we recognize how integral God is to that process, how God has been with us on this journey all along. Before we were aware that God was there, God was reaching out to us saying, my child, I love you. Let's be in relationship. And once we recognize God, God says, let's walk this path together. And for that, we have to say thank you. We have this opportunity to show our appreciation to God for the gifts that have been given to us it, by expressing it through our tithes, gifts, and offerings. As we give our offerings this day, we also have the opportunity to give to our mission moment, School on Wheels, and we have a video to tell us more about that. Good morning. Did you know that one in every 20 children in California does not have a home? These children can be living in shelters, motels, vehicles, or even on the streets in Southern California. Now try to imagine doing homework assignments or reading in this environment. Homelessness can have a devastating impact on children's education. School on Wheels is a nonprofit organization that provides educational assistance to children kindergarten through 12th grade who are experiencing homelessness. I'd like to share a short video with you about School on Wheels.
My name is Mercedes Pena. I'm 13 years old. I think in the future I will be going to med school and becoming a surgeon. I really want to make a difference in the world and help save people. With COVID going on was very difficult. Getting online and how to make sure that their learning is being kept up. School on Wheels provided tutoring. They yeah. offer everything. So I knew both my girls, I, I knew they would benefit from it. My tutor, Steven, he makes the lessons really fun. So you're really good. So look at mine over to the right. <laughs> it's helped with my confidence a lot. I would just like to say thank you because I really appreciate how they take time out of their day to help all of us. It's a complete misconception that homeless people are uneducated. I recently graduated University of Irvine. Sometimes there are just things that happen in life. You become homeless and that's where my children and I have landed. School on Wheels is for us homeless families, and I think that's just amazing because there is a gap in their education, and that's what I'm seeing disappear thanks to School on Wheels and their tutors. It helps in more than just education. They brought her back to the little girl that I knew that was excited about learning. children return to school, please consider giving a donation to School on Wheels or even consider becoming a volunteer tutor. Every donation, however small, can go a long way to make a difference in these children's lives. Thank you.
Thank you, Bell Choir. We're glad to have you uh, back with us again. We hope this service has been a blessing to all of you here in person or online with us this day. You are invited to catch the vision of a renewed self and plan to set your course for a better life. You can do it. Let me remind you that uh, there are a couple opportunities for ministry. You know, we have that manna food drive that's happening at 3. It's the monthly thing. Bring your canned food down to the parking lot. We'll be glad to get that over to manna. And the book study, again, begins on Monday. If you do not have a copy of the book, the Saltos will be outside, able to uh, provide you with a copy. Or if you're online, you can get that through uh, the Internet booksellers. Evicted is the name of the book uh, by Matthew Desmond, I believe, is the author. Pulitzer Prize winner. It's a good book to be studying. We look forward to Rick Schroeder's leadership of that class. Be safe. Stay healthy. Know that you are loved. Go in God's love. Amen. May the peace of God go with you.